Oh, God. Yeah, I'm having too much fun. Plus, I kind of, I read the Bible. I'm uh, pretty fascinated by the life of Christ. It's, it's a pretty good trick to pull off. Come back from the dead and not scare the hell out of everybody, huh? <laughs> Jesus is the only guy that did that. You know, he's the only guy that ever came out of the fucking grave after being dead for three days where people didn't go, ah, ah, ah! The dead let the dead fucking live! Oh my God! <laughs> And yeah, anybody else, man? Anybody else? People freak. Jesus comes out. It's like, nothing. It's like, ah, it's Jesus. Hey, you're a little dusty there, aren't you? Let's wipe some of that off. God, what's ride with the top down, huh? <laughs> now, I guess that's why he never got married. No wife would ever buy the fucking resurrection, all right? It's like, sure. She sees him on Friday afternoon. He takes off with 12 fucking guys. She doesn't hear from him again till Monday. He comes in the house. He's going, and where have you been for three days, Mr. Winemaker? Okay, I'll tell you where I've been. First of all, not that it's important, but I was dead! Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. All right. I think I got an interesting bunch of different types of rock music for you on the show here tonight. We got punk rock, art rock, true alternative rock, crazy noise rock, and yes, maybe even just a sprinkle of rap rock. And why am I doing this? Well, because it's Easter. (laughs) I uh, just have hesitated to do this show for years because I thought it would be dumb. And also, I'd be a massive hypocrite in doing it, which I guess I am. Because I'm not a religious man at all. At all. But why not do an Easter show? And it kind of gets back to my roots of doing a theme that makes the show super weird and gives into massive, massive variety. So that's why I'm doing an Easter special this year for the first time in the history of Rock Strikes 10. So, you know, thematically, song title-wise, it fits into what the tradition is for Easter weekend. So you'll understand and get it pretty quickly, obviously, as we go. So let's kick off the show here with a great band that I don't play nearly enough on Rock Strikes 10, a band called Killing Joke. Great band. And this is The Death and Resurrection Show. (laughs) 
Mark out the points, build the player, assemble different drummers, light up the fire, put on your masks and animal skins. Illumination, illumination, listen to the drums. Between each beat, each beat of the drum. Oh, beloved mother of liberty, hold me in your arms.
from their 2003 comeback self-titled record, their second self-titled record, actually. That was Killing Joke with the Death and Resurrection show. And that, that's a really cool record. It's really heavy, as you can tell there. And uh, those thunderous Wall of Sound-esque drums provided by Dave Grohl, who actually plays drums on that entire record. And according to what I've read about the record, uh, he's such a fan of the band that he received zero dollars. He asked for no money to participate in that record. All for the love of rock and roll, right? All right. So yes, of course, with a song title like The Death and Resurrection Show, it adheres to the story of Easter Weekend. I don't know why I'm acting so genteelly. You know, you guys know where I stand. Obviously, I'm I'm going to hell because, uh, like the late great Lemmy once said, that's where all the pool tables are. So let's just continue on with the damnation. With the damned. Of course, another British iconic act who I'm actually going to go see live next month. I'm super excited. Never seen the damned. They're playing their first album, Damn, Damn, Damned, top to bottom, and doing some other stuff as well. So couldn't be more excited to go see them. And uh, what else can I say? This is a fun, loose, almost trying to mess it up version (laughs) of a song. Uh, A classic rock staple, and the Damned are going to play with it now, much to many people's chagrin. But I love it because I love these guys. So here you go, the Damned and their version of White Rabbit.
right, The Damned. Yes, we've got a video. That was their version, their cover of Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit, of course, for our Easter special here. You can find that version on, on one of the Billion Damned compilations, specifically the one called The Collection, which they probably had nothing to do with this compilation. It seems like almost all the damn compilations look like they have nothing to do with them with the exception of probably maybe some of the sanctuary ones that came out about 15 years ago. Those are great. A lot of the other ones are pretty spotty. That collection that I got that one off of, there's a few covers that I didn't have. So that's why I got it. Cause I'm a weirdo nut boy fan. And it mostly just has recycled material from the strawberries album and a few other albums from the early eighties. So buyer beware on some damn CDs. Feel free to message me if you're hanging around the record shops of the world and say, help, need some damn stuff, and this is what they have, what should I get? I'm always happy to do that because, you know, that's uh, why I do a show like this, another reason. So, speaking of the damned and going to see them live and everything, this perhaps would have been my second time to see the damned had I gone to see Rob Zombie play the Bronco Bowl back in like 99 or 2000 or something like that. And I heard that they did not go over well at all. I think I don't think they went over well the entire tour, but from what I understand, they really hated them in Dallas uh, because, you know, it's a different crowd. Maybe some of the people that are Rob Zombie fans, which I'm a Rob Zombie fan and I love the damned, but I guess maybe I'm in this like small percentile of people that like both things. And apparently they got booed pretty badly at the Dallas show. To the point where I heard it, like that whole tour it really bummed Rob out that one of his all-time favorite bands that he invited personally to open up for him on tour were not going down well with his fans. That has to suck. I've heard about that happening to other bands before too, but man, ugh, terrible. But So I guess I'm kind of glad I didn't go to that show because I would have been pissed. I loved those guys. And they were actually supporting a pretty good record at that point, Grave Disorder. I like that record a lot actually. But... Anyway, I say that because we're going to play some Rob Zombie now. So here you go from the House of a Thousand Corpses soundtrack. This is Run Rabbit Run with intro by that great southern gentleman that we all know and love, Bill Mosley. Hunting humans ain't nothing but nothing. They all run like scary little rabbits. Run, rabbit, run. Run, rabbit, run!
That was one of the original songs that Rob Zombie used for the House of a Thousand Corpses soundtrack. He had about four of his songs on that soundtrack and mixed it in with some other bands like the Ramones and Buck Owens and a lot of fun people you would expect on all the Rob Zombie soundtracks. But for his film debut, he uh, contributed quite a bit of original material, more than he has done since then. So, And I actually was looking in the booklet because I have the physical CD because that's what I do. But there are no musician credits on this album at all for his band. So I'm assuming that since, you know, like the title track was recorded during the Sinister Urge sessions. So I'm going to go with the lineup being, of course, Rob Zombie, Riggs on guitar, Blasco on bass, John Tempest on drums, and what could be sprinkled in performances uh, tentatively by Phil X, currently of Bon Jovi. Uh, maybe Josh Freeze, Tommy Lee doing some drums, and uh, maybe even Mixmaster Mike of Beastie Boys fame. Any one of those guys could be on that track because they all actually were uh, ghost musicians on The Sinister Urge. So fun fact for you there. There were some obvious credits on that album like Ozzy and Carrie King, but uh, a lot of those other guys that I just mentioned uh, had some performances on there. Not a whole lot of individual song credits for him, but so like I said, they could be on that track. Who knows? But I like that stuff, and that's the stuff hopefully you can expect here on Rock Strikes 10. That's why you tune into this show, right? And I did mention Mixmaster Mike. That wasn't an accident, because I'm actually going to play you some Beastie Boys next. Now, this is actually pre-Mixmaster Mike era of the Beastie Boys. This is when DJ Hurricane was their DJ, and also working with the Dust Brothers on one of the greatest albums of all time, Paul's Boutique. Now, for those of you who might be crude to one of the greatest albums of all time, Paul's Boutique, I think this will be a fun listen for you. Even if you're not here for any kind of rap or hip-hop or rap rock or anything, I think you're still going to enjoy this song as you would any song off of Paul's Boutique. One of the main reasons why, and some of you already understand this and there's nothing you need to know about this record, but just in case, just in case, this was one of the true artistic expressions of sampling where the dust brothers would take multiple tracks from multiple songs and create a whole new sound around it so it's like making bands in the studio without the bands being there and it is one of the only times in recorded history where they use samples and it really became an art form so listen for all of the fun stuff here included in this song and let me know how many you can figure out without Googling. Of course, without Googling or you're not trying. This is Eggman. Just all his cash Left my man standing with the 
You know, for my money, it almost doesn't get any better than when that second chorus kicks in and MCA is doing that megaphone voiceover. And then in the background, you got the drum beat from Dance to the Music by Sly Stone with the Psycho theme right over it. I mean, that's fucking brilliant. Love that shit. And then you got Jaws and Psycho going at the same time at one point. I mean, come on. Who thinks of that? It's amazing, you know. Dust Brothers, really one of the greatest commercials for weed. I mean, never tried it, never will, but apparently there's a lot of weed on that record. So, But go pick up that record. It's Law, five-star record, and, you know, even rock fans should have this album. All right, so continuing on with the Easter theme, of course. Eggs are a big part of Easter, so not only doing one song dealing with eggs, like I just did with Eggman, but we're going to go with another one, simply just called Egg. This is by yet another true alternative, one of the great freak bands of all time, Mr. Bungle.
All right, from their self-titled major label debut on Warner Brothers. That was Mr. Bungle, of course, with Mike Patton on lead vocals. Vocals, if that's what you could call it. <laughs> I kid because I love. But, uh, yeah, so I think I've gotten you to the peak of freakness here on this episode of Rock Strikes 10. And we're going to bring it down a little bit here. We're going to cool down. Yet, we're sticking with the freak act. Yeah, so how does that work? Well, well, I can say with all assuredness that Mr. Bungle would not exist without this man right here. The iconic genius, that's a term I don't use loosely, the late great Frank Zappa, and a song called Watermelon and Easter Hay. Check it out.
from the Double Disc Live album merely called Guitar. That was Frank Zappa, Watermelon and Easter Hay. That was a live version of a song. I've played that original version on the show before, way back, years ago. And I actually do think that the studio version is probably the definitive version, but I will never hesitate to play a live version of that song either because that is one of Frank's truly great solos of all time. And when I saw Dweezil Zappa a few months ago, that was, man, such an amazing show. And he played that song. I would have paid the ticket money I paid just to hear that because it was truly a showstopper. It was one of the, the finest concert moments in my entire life. Be front row center to watch Dweezil play that song was, was something else, man. And it really got me. And I wasn't the only one because I did notice, and this definitely wasn't sweat because I was watching very closely uh, when Dweezil was finishing that song he actually got emotional as well I could tell by you know he, he kind of teared up a little bit as I so we I feel like we shared that moment a little bit but uh yeah so great song and one of my favorites of all time Watermelon and Easter Hay and that that guitar album that double disc thing that is uh it's definitely for the hardcore fan I will say it is an all instrumental guitar solo album that's all it does (laughs) but there's some amazing performances on there and i think it's a great time capsule for anybody who's really into guitar rock don't sleep on that one i didn't understand the album when i got it and put it away and i only just recently started listening to it again and i love it so that's what a lot of zappa stuff is like sometimes but it's it's great it's some of the best music composed in my lifetime and worth your time for sure Right, so what are we going to do next? Man, ah, I've got four songs left to play. Let's uh, let's do this one. Why not? Because I don't really have any more tie-ins. I had a lot of great tie-ins there for a while, but I'm just going to play four songs under that Easter theme. So let's go with this one from a band called Death, and not the one from Florida, but the one from up north, that punk rock band that had a documentary out a few years ago, and everybody got hip to him including me i won't lie but um here's a song by death this is called resurrection
it. There you go. Some death for you. That was from their comeback album from 2015 called N.E.W. or just new. 40 years between recording sessions for that band. So the power of the documentary sometimes, right? I'm so glad that happened because that N.E.W. record sounds great. Their old stuff's cool, too. So, yeah, go check out a band called Death if you haven't seen it yet. All right. And uh, that was a, a band from Detroit. But let's move over now to the Bronx. Not the actual Bronx, but the Bronx from Los Angeles. Yes, all about the comedy tonight, right? So, lighten up, it's Easter. <laughs> so here you go. Going back to the rabbit theme, because uh, the, the rabbit is a big symbol of the Easter holiday. And, uh, yeah, I've never been able to figure that one out. I think... Uh, I, I could I could punch this one in. I like this one a lot, actually. But before we get to the song, here's a little Bill Hicks for you. I was over in Australia uh, during Easter, which was interesting. Interesting to note they celebrate Easter the same way we do, commemorating the death and resurrection of Jesus by telling our children a giant bunny rabbit... <laughs> left chocolate eggs in the night. Now, I wonder why we're fucked up as a race. Anybody, anybody got any clues out there? Where do you get this shit from, you know? Why those two things, you know? Why not goldfish left Lincoln Logs in your sock drawer, you know? And as long as we're making shit up, go hog wild, you know? At least a goldfish with a Lincoln log on its back going across your floor to your sock drawer has a miraculous connotation to it. Mommy, I woke up today and there was a Lincoln log in my sock drawer. That's the story of Jesus. Who comes up with this shit? I've read the Bible. I can't find the word bunny or chocolate anywhere in that fucking book. All right, yes, there you go. Another great dead philosopher. Rest in peace, Bill Hicks, with the track Easter from Rant Knee Minor. That was a bonus track, not a song, so I can get away with doing that, right? Maybe I should do some more of those in the future. Let me know, let me know. I got tons of comedy records, love comedy records. But uh, back to the Bronx, the band The Bronx from Los Angeles, not Pete LaRusso's Bronx. But uh, what's up, Pete? Congrats on your new gig and all your other gigs. So... We're going to play the Bronx. Cool band. I like the Bronx a lot, actually. And I even love Mediachi El Bronx. And I just want to take the opportunity to say the word Mediachi. It's one of my favorite words to say. But the Bronx 4, which is their fourth rock album, because in between some of those rock albums, they do Mediachi albums under the name Mediachi El Bronx. All right, I've milked that one enough. So from their fourth rock album, merely called the Bronx 4, it's got a tiger on the cover. Not a rabbit, but this song is called Under the Rabbit. Turn it up.
right, there you go. There's some caffeine for you, courtesy of the Bronx and Under the Rabbit from their fourth rock album. I think they're actually all just called the Bronx, with few exception. So like I said, it's the orange-red album with a tiger on the cover. So it almost looks like a uh, sriracha bottle or something. Instead of a instead of a cock on there, it's a tiger. All right. It's a clean use of the word cock. And I probably should have played this one after Mr. Bungle because I could have tied that one in at least to the Melvins. But I'm not going to play the Melvins, even though they do have a song called Eggnog. But I think I milked the egg thing enough. There's a joke in there somewhere I'm missing, but let's just get back to the music, shall we? I've All right, not a paid comedian at all. Not even a paid podcaster, but hey, more on that later. This is a band that uh, up until recently was like basically the other half of the Melvins for quite a few years. They're not anymore, but I, I don't think there was any kind of hard feelings there, at least not from what I could tell. They seemed to be uh, okay with each other, but it was just time to move on, you know, but cool band on their own a two-piece called big business a band you should know so here you go this is big business and the song easter romantic Go! 
from their 2005 full-length debut, Head for the Shallow. That was Big Business, an Easter romantic. Go check out that band. They have like five full-lengths out. And I know that the Melvins albums they played on were uh, Senile Animal and Nude with Boots. For sure, they're on those records. I think maybe one other one. Not sure. It's hard to keep track of that stuff because the Melvins have like 40 records out. So We got one more song to play here on our Easter Spectacular. We're going to close off with this one. And I guess you have to be a pretty big fan of the Holiday Legit to understand why I'm playing this song. But it's a longin', it's an epic, and it feels like the title, but it's still pretty damn cool. So from a true alternative, a band that changed the game quite a bit, Jane's Addiction. This song is our closer. It is. Three Days.
right, from a triumph of a record, 1990s Ritual Dilo Habitual. That was Jane's Addiction with Three Days. And that song gets better every time I hear it. I, that is their epic for sure. And, you know, sometimes when I'm listening to the track and I'm doing the show here, I, I go on the Wikipedia page of the album if there is one and read about it. Maybe try to find a fun fact or read through the booklet of the album. But uh, especially on the wiki page for this one, it's a great quote here by my rock hero, Alice Cooper. So regarding this album specifically, he said, I could spot traces of other people on this album, us included, but that's all they are, traces. They were a really original band. This is their peak album where they really went out on a limb. Sometimes I get so caught up in these songs, I actually feel the band pushing themselves to their limits. Sometimes I can't believe how strong it is. I wonder if this will have the same effect on some kid as Chuck Berry had on me. So... Very nice endorsement there by a true icon. So, great record. Go pick up uh, that record if you don't have it. And that's going to do it here for our one-and-done Easter Spectacular. I might be enticed to do one more of these. Maybe I'll wait a few years, but I, you know, I'm not sure. But this might be the, the sole Easter Spectacular. But that all being said, let me know what you think of it. Go to cnjradio.com home of every episode of Rock Strikes 10, including the ones that aren't on iTunes. Also, while you're on cnjradio.com, check out the Synaptic Podcast featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative. I think Randy would really approve of this particular episode, so I'm going to ask him what he thinks. I feel like he just tolerates a lot of the other episodes when he does listen, but I think he's really going to love this episode. And I didn't even honestly do it for him, but now that I mentioned his name, I was like, yeah, I think he'd like this one, so... And also, of course, the Synaptic Podcast, which I do produce, but Randy is the 100% tastemaker on there, and he does a great job. And, of course, stay on cnjradio.com with Chris's blogs of Last Theater on the left and Wrestling House Show. Chris, you're doing a great job. Hopefully we'll talk again very soon. Miss your brother. And last but not least, extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Spacebeard for the awesome outro song. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband. Follow the links to purchase their latest album, Gone. It's a great album. And right on their wall and, and whip their ass and, and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. All right, we're going to get the hell out of here. We'll see you on the next one. Until then, have fun. <laughs>